0: Hello everyone, this is Lisa Fields, the founder and president of the Jude 3 Project. And I just wanna take this time to personally thank all of our monthly supporters. We could not do what we do without giving from people like you. I greatly, greatly appreciate it. And if you're not a monthly supporter and you would like to become one, you can go to jude3project.org and hit the donate tab and sign up. We are grateful for you and we hope you enjoy today's new episode. God bless. Hello, welcome to the Jew3 Project podcast. I'm your host, Lisa Fields. I'm the founder of the Jew3 Project. Thank you for watching another episode of the Jew3 Project podcast. As always, I'm your host, Lisa Fields, the founder of the Jew3 Project. And today I'm joined by a very special guest, Mr. David Talbert. Welcome, David.
1: Hey, good to be here. Good to be here. How are you doing?
0: I'm good. It's good to have you on the podcast. Um, I watched your film and I'm so excited to talk to you. For those who don't know who you are, can you just share a little bit about yourself?
1: Uh... I am David Talbert. I am a playwright, uh, author, a filmmaker. But the title that matters the most to me is Husband. I'm Lynn's husband, and I'm Elias' father.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you for joining us uh, today. Um, As I said, I watched your film and it was an incredible film. Uh, I was so impressed by the level of production of the film. And this is the first uh, black movie that I've seen with that level of animation and production. And I was like, this is amazing. And I watched another interview where you said, uh, Nick Nesbitt told you to uh, write your imagination. And I was like, you surely wrote your imagination. Yeah. Uh, with this film. What was the motivation behind uh, Jingle Jangle?
1: It was to really give something for my son uh, to look at with um, like the movies I grew up uh, on which was uh, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang and uh, Mary Poppins and um, uh, um, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Uh, but none of those had anyone that looked like us. So uh, the goal was to create something with, um, uh, that my son, when he saw it, he could see someone that looked like him, and um, and that's really what it was. I, I, I love worlds of wonder. Um, I love being able to tell a story about belief, uh, about hope, and of course, wrapping around music.
0: Mm-hmm. That was uh, what this film definitely was. Uh, when I was watching the film, uh, as you know, this is a Christian podcast, but one of the things I was like, that stuck out to me uh, was that proverb that hope deferred makes the heart sick, mm-hmm. and and um, the main character um, Ger- Geronimus—I don't want to pronounce mispronounce oh, his name. God. Geronica. <laughs> I know he kept saying, "Why doesn't anybody give say my oh. real right? <laughs> name?" But um, um, he kind of had that um, that hopelessness that came uh, with they felt the hard times in life. Um, how was it, how uh, important was it for you to display hope in this film in such a hopeless time?
1: Well, it's everything and you didn't know it going into it um, that uh, there'd be social unrest and political shenanigans and the pandemic. But I mean, it's a, um, uh, it's a balm. it's a bomb and it's um something for the world to see that we're all connected through um heart and humanity and love and uh, the things that bring us together are stronger than the things that tear us apart and it's just you know um, during this during this period you know people are losing things and uh, losing you know possessions some are losing their lives um but if you look at Geronicus, Geronicus is like the story of job he had everything he was vibrant and Beautiful family and everything, and then he lost it. But at the end, one of my favorite lines of the film is that everything that was ever stolen from him was returned. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's it's that journey to rediscovering your joy, rediscovering your hope, rediscovering your belief, rediscovering the thing that has worked all along and just waiting for you to believe in it again.
0: Mm-hmm. Was was uh, this this just being able to do this film? Was that a sense of hope for you as an African-American uh, filmmaker with kind of all the resources you need? Was that like s- something that kind of gave you hope for the future for for filmmaking?
1: Yeah, but you know, Jeronica's Jangle was me in, in many ways. And and um, the robot that was sitting up in his, his attic for 30 years had worked all along. It was just waiting for him to believe in it. And this script has been in my the attic of my hard drive for 22 years. So this film really reminds me that when you're given an idea, when you're given a thought, a dream, that you are also given the wherewithal to bring it to life. Um, mm-hmm. The dream is waiting for you to catch up to it. Uh, and so it's a reminder for me, and, and it did give me, it give, gave me hope. And being in this world of visual effects and and, and animation and uh, uh, musicals and all that stuff, now, I mean, you can't put the genie back in a bottle <laughs> uh, you know, uh, I, I am I am pushing the boundaries and, and seeing seeing what it, what else is possible.
0: Yeah, I heard you in that interview, said you're not going back after Netflix uh, kind of spoiled you.
1: And why should I? You know, mm-hmm. I'm moving forward and opening up doors to the people that
0: follow behind me. Um, it'll be a little bit easier than it was for me. Mm-hmm. What influences that, um, I was reading another interview that you did with Urban Faith, and you talked about uh, how you kind of put some uh, Black church uh, in in the movie, Some the, the Black church has some influences in, in the film. Uh, what kind of influences? That what you saw in Black church have in how you uh, wrote out the musicals and and things of that nature in the film?
1: Well, I grew up in my great-grandmother was one of the founding um, pastors of the PAW movement in Washington, D.C. And so I grew up in a holiness, a storefront church. And really, I watched people come in one way. I watched many times. I saw alcoholics. I saw people that are drug uh, users, people that are from broken homes. Um, and I saw them come in one way and through these stories, through the words, through the word of God, through the, through the, um, power of love, um, people left out a different way. So I sat there, I saw words change people's lives and words touch people. And, and I then saw the, the, the comedy of the church is <laughs> the, the, the comedy of the system that would be shouting. And if that purse went one way, they stopped mid shout, grab that purse, set it back up right next to it. We keep shouting. And there's no, you know, there's no better comedy, uh, no theater, better theater than the, than the, the black church too. But the music and the soul and the spirit and just this visceral kind of thing that just makes you move is what I wanted the music to do and I wanted to feel a certain way the same way I felt when um, I would I would go to the big conventions thepfw conventions a convention I remember very vividly growing up um, there was a Thompson community singers that the song is gonna rain and I remember we went to Morning star and and the big like 300 piece choir came in there can you see the clouds gathering I'm like what is going on here I thought that heaven was opening up and, and and but it was that feeling that I had that I never forgot that feeling and those feeling that same feeling is what I wanted to infuse in, in the in the film
0: that's that's awesome and I'm a PK so I've been in oh. church all my life and I've seen the funniest stuff in church <laughs> and- <laughs> It is truly, truly a uh, comedy. Uh, this some of the stuff you see. You're like, man, I'm so glad. I was telling my parents, I was like, I'm so glad back in the day we didn't have cameras at all these places because oh a lot of
1: we would believe the kind of But you know, everybody's trying to figure it out and then work together and loved on each other and, and supported each other. That was a beauty of it.
0: That's awesome. Um, one of the things that I love that came from this film was you highlighted STEM, um, and that's big for African American community right now, and something that we want to get more African Americans involved in. Why was it important for you to highlight STEM in this in this film?
1: Well, because um, you know we're given a lot of credit for um, our artistry, our music, our dance, our fashion. And, and our athleticism, but we come from a rich heritage of scientists and inventors and innovators and alchemists, and and I wanted to show that. Um, all of the buildings that are in the, the film are all named after Black inventors or innovators, um, um, and so I wanted to give light to that. Um, when the Edison's character introduces himself. He says, "My name is Edison Edison Latimer," and Lewis Latimer, of course, um, was highly considered the one who invented the filament for the uh, light bulb. Brother, who didn't get credit, and so I wanted to I wanted to highlight us as thinkers, as much as our artistry is always in the forefront, our artistry and our our athleticism. I wanted to make sure that our intellect was also there because because that's who we are to so people you can't put one without the other you can't have one without the other
0: mm-hmm. that's that's so important that you highlighted that I think it's so encouraging for the kids to see that uh to see that artistry and to see that they' I mean to see that they're able to be in stem and they're able to be an artistry as well so that's that's amazing um as a filmmaker in in um, Hollywood that's a man of faith uh what are the challenges uh, that come about, or just being a, a black man in Hollywood, that you that you experience.
1: Well, you know, it's uh, I, I I lead with humanity first, and and. You know, I think that's a universal thing. I remember when I did my first play, I went to, um, I went home uh, after I did my first play. Uh, I was living in the Bay Area and I went to DC. We were about to open it up the Constitution Hall in DC. And I came to my, uh, Pastor Wood, to my great grandmother, my heart. I said, "Mom, I'm a playwright now. You know, I'm, 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 <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm writing plays." She, she was just there, looking at me, nodding. And I said, "Mom, I said I got plays. We're in very we're, we're, big theaters. They're selling out all across the country. And I can't, I can't wait for you to see it. You know, I, I made it." And she just nodded. She smiled. She said, "You know, you know, David." As she called you, she said, "You know, David, Mama don't know nothing about the play business." But what I do know is only what you do for God will last. Mm. And that's how I, you know, it, 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 it doesn't matter to me. Yes, I want all the awards. Yes, I want all the accolades. Yes, I want the, the the remuneration. I want the zeros and commas that come with that. I want to see my name up in life. But at the end of the day, when you leave here, it only matters what you have done, what you have given back and how do you say thank you for the gifts that you are given that you did not earn well you give them back at the highest level of excellence and that's just that always grounds me what those words of my great grandmother and that stays with me
0: that's that's awesome what what advice would you give to those uh black filmmakers that are listening that say they say i i mean i love the film and i that's when when they saw you doing that, they're like, I want to do that. What advice would you give uh, to the young filmmakers out there?
1: Is don't let anyone put you in a box and don't let anyone tell you what your limitations are. Um, and that's what I had to remind myself with this film, this uh, production, that there are no limitations that you can. So I would say, don't let anyone put you in a box. If you've been given an idea, then you have, you've also been given a a, a way to bring it to life and allow yourself, trust yourself, give yourself permission to believe that you can. And Mm. one of the things I say is never accept a no from someone who doesn't have the power to say yes. Mm. That's powerful.
0: I think that's very, very helpful. Uh, I want to pivot back to the film because at the end, I don't want to give too, too much away, but there's a person uh, who who on the film didn't wait his turn. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> I think that was a such a rich thing when I saw the end, I was like, man, if you only had to wait it, uh, things could have been everything. so much, <laughs> could have been different. Mm-hmm. Uh, How much, how important was it for you to drive that point home to the audience?
1: Well, just everything. I mean, who I am is, uh, you know, uh, morality or life's lessons or the golden rules. And I mean, I I, I weave that in all of my work. And so it's, it's hard to do, um, tell a story without that being, it's just in my DNA. It's who I am. So Mm -hmm. I don't look at it as, Something that I'm trying to hammer across. I'm just being who I am. And mm-hmm. This is what's in me, and it comes across naturally. It doesn't come across as me uh, preaching or trying to teach a lesson. But it's it's, it's just who I am, and I believe in those things. And um, and I try through the characters to to um, you know to give 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 some lessons. But I want to entertain you while I'm giving you the lessons. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's kinda,
0: What was your favorite part about making this film?
1: Favorite part for me was um, uh, seeing uh, Jeronica's Forrest Whitaker fly and the kids. Mm. Something we haven't seen. My son, when I showed him the picture of Buddy 3000, the robot, he said, what can he do, Daddy? Um, I said, well, he can walk and he can talk. He asked me, could he fly? And I said, mm. yeah, I said, I hadn't thought about it. I said, yeah, a robot can fly, yeah. And <laughs> uh, and then he looked at me and said, daddy, can I fly? Mm. And I hadn't thought about the robot being able to do that. And I looked at him, I said, yes, son, yeah, you can fly. And his eyes just lit up and smile. And when he saw Forrest Whitaker we came on the set of the film. We shot it in, in London. He came on the set of the film, and he says, "Daddy," he said, "He's flying," and um, that was special.
0: That's that's awesome. What was the the um, most challenging part of making making this film?
1: It was moving to Europe. We moved there for Europe for a year, or so. My oh son, wow! Yeah, my son he went to a, a British school, a proper British school, and he was, uh, you know, dressed in all that stuff. But my wife, who's a lead producer, probably the most challenging part was, you know, she uprooted her family. She had to produce a film. She has to be uh, a wife. She has to be a mother. So you know, she has to carry all these things, and 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 um, that was that was challenging for her. I just get a chance to be <laughs> the director <laughs> point and point and all this stuff, but she held it down and she always does, and and that was challenging. But she she handles it. She always handles it, and she she is just so proud of her what she was able to do with this film and what she's able to do with our family. Um, and so, you know, she she fills the blank there for me, and uh, she's a yin to, to my yang, and she helps make it all work.
0: That's awesome. Uh, it's awesome that y'all are able to work as a team together, uh, especially on something as monumental as a jingle jangle. And I know y'all work together on various projects uh, as well. what uh, What is something that we haven't talked about that you would want our audience to know about the film or something that you would uh, want them to take away from the film?
1: Uh, just 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 um, Black boy Joy, Black Girl Magic. It's just a celebration of who we are and, and, and that we exist in worlds of wonder and we belong in there, of worlds of invention and innovation. And it's just, it's just a beautiful gift to be able to share with the world, to be able to share with uh, you know, my community, black community, but the world community, and to present us in the best possible light. So I'm just thankful, and the outpouring
0: of love has been overwhelming. And um, you know just just thankful. Awesome. Well, I'm excited to see uh, what films you will produce in the future. I'm sure you have many more projects uh, coming behind this one, and so thankful that you shared your vision of Jingle Jangle with the world. I know it's blessed a ton of people. I enjoyed it, and many of my family and friends as well. How can people get in contact with you on social? What are your social media handles?
1: Uh, I'm David, at David E. Talbert everywhere on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. And, uh, you know, the families that, that, that want to, um, for the holidays, we have, um, you know, this the book, Square Root of Possible. We have, oh, yeah. yeah, a beautiful picture book um, that is available if people want to get it, it'd be great Christmas gifts, but it's something to really talk about um, the power of possibility and to show us in, in this world. So just enjoying it, taking it all in. Uh, getting ready for holidays, putting trees up last night, and uh, the whole nine. So it's all good. I put on the Jackson Five. Christmas for me begins when the Jackson Five Christmas album, and you hear uh, Michael Jackson singing, I Saw Mommy Kissing Santa Claus. <laughs> Give love at Christmas, you know, all that. So,
0: well, awesome. Thank you, David, for taking the time to be with us. I, I truly enjoyed it. And thank you all for watching another episode of the Jew3 Project podcast. You can remember you can donate at the jew 3 projectorg um, Hit that donate tab, become a monthly partner. Uh, you can get our curriculum, online course, and all of that and merch at jew3project.org. And remember here the Jew3 Project, we're helping you to know what you believe and why you believe it. God bless. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Jew3 Project podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode. You can tune in to all our past episodes at wwwju 3 projectcom You can subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play. Remember not only to subscribe, but also rate us. That helps us to gauge how we're doing and how you're enjoying the show. And it gives other listeners some ideas about the show as well so thank you so much for tuning in also remember we have our bible engagement app in partnership with back to the bible to help you get better engaged in the bible every single day you take a survey it assesses your strengths and weaknesses and sends you bible verses based on those so it's a great app you can download the app by searching in your app store or google play searching Juke 3 project and it'll be right there for you